welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode number 35, and tonight we will be reviewing Antebellum, the new somewhat anticipated horror movie, I guess. Yeah. And it's been, uh, it has been kind of reset as, how do, what am I thinking, recontextualized of the genre? Like, it was tried. it was advertised that way, right? As a horror movie, and then I thought because I mean out, they reference like Get Out and stuff. Yeah, so like well, I it assume, said from the producers of yeah, Get Out, and yeah. then um, I assumed. I mean, it has like the very the on the nose social commentary, all that stuff, mm-hmm. and then when it's after it came out, people are like, oh no, it's not a horror movie, but it says drama, horror, thriller, or something. Yeah, of course, mm-hmm. elements of like horror, but mm-hmm. I think it's very mm-hmm. much just a <laughs> drama thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That will be our review. Anybody, uh, anything new with you guys? Everyone get your flu shot. It's more important than ever this year. (laughs) And make sure you get it at Rite Aid, where why settle for just being good when you can thrive? I don't remember our new motto. It's something like that. This episode sponsored by Rite Aid. Shout out Rite Aid. With us, it's personal, but not anymore because we have a new motto and I don't remember what it was. With us, it was personal. But now it's don't get good, get thriving or something like that. (laughs) Hopefully nobody from Reddit is listening. They're like, wow, our pharmacist doesn't even know our motto. It just changed. Fire him. Tiffany, I'm trying my best, okay? If you're out there listening, which yeah. I know you are. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so get your flu shot. I mean, that should be obvious, but we it's it, not, it has to be said <laughs> for some it's reason. Not. It does have to be said. Cool. Well, we, we uh, thinking, fall <laughs> since last time. It's transitioned to fall now. We're officially in fall. We are. My favorite season. We're, We're about to be in October. October. I'm ready for the Horror colors. movies will be incoming. All Oktoberfest and pumpkin beers from here on out. Oh, God. <laughs> I wish. I can't. We could. I would be down. They're my favorite. Speaking of beer, we've got a beer here. We do have a beer here. So this was my pick. This is called Widowmaker from Keweenaw Brewing Company. And Widowmaker is a black ale, or what some might call a dark ale. And or a hero on Overwatch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's let's just read the description here. This one's from the can. Easy on the hops and easy on the palate. A light-bodied ale with hints of smoky molasses and a surprising depth of malt flavors. The Widowmaker, an early mnemonic drill without benefit of dust suppression introduced to the Copper County in the 1890s, combined greatly to the mortality of miners due to prolonged dust inhalation do you get all that yeah miners dust inhalation all right so keweenaw is from houghton michigan you know the keweenaw peninsula the keweenaw peninsula yeah say the name keweenaw comes from the keweenaw peninsula which is in the upper peninsula it's the more northernmost peninsula of the upper peninsula a A peninsula within a peninsula it's still in those youpers eh it's peninsulaception (laughs) <laughs> there you go. All right, what are we? Uh, what are, I don't think we've done a black ale on the show yet. Nope. We were talking about this before. So Not that I can think of. I'm a big fan of Perrin's black ale. Uh, this one apparently I've had before, so it's probably been a while. But I guess I did not like it. Probably comparing it to Perrin's black ale. I guess I didn't like it. We're gonna find out if, if my mind has changed. changed. But uh, what's ABV we looking at? IBUs are not available on Untapped. This says 5.2 percent ABV. Perfect. I guess it kind of says it in the description what to expect. Black Mall ale flavors, is similar to smoky like molasses. Black IPAs. 
Oh, jumping the gun there, buddy. I know. I was thirsty. You guys are taking forever. <laughs> Have we ever cracked a beer not together? Crack. Wow. He's just <laughs> fucking yes, a bull show. I don't think so. <laughs> Told you. Perfect, perfect timing. Just splice that in. We'll fix that in post. We got it. This is old or bad? Why does it have a sour taste? It does have a sour taste. This is not. <laughs> this is old beer. <laughs> we are drinking old ass beer. You think so? Oh, I mean, thousand percent. It's soured. It's like fuck. It's like rancid. <laughs> it's like uh, it was uh, in the front of the. It was in the front of the cooler. At yeah, that's why you trying to get rid back. of it. <laughs> Damn it. Doesn't work in retail. You always grab from the back. <laughs> this I'll is, never have. This, this is like uh, fucking uh, Jolly Pumpkin. Damn. Well, it's a good thing. A on here it's a good thing I have a backup beer. No. <laughs> it's true. This, this is just what it tastes like. <laughs> no, I, don't it I didn't I, like it before. I know for a fact this isn't how it tastes. <laughs> it's, I had this shouldn't and, be sour. And, this is uh, good. This is Island. good. This is the first time we've. this has happened to us. But yes, this is not good. But <laughs> new content. Mmm, <laughs> skunky beer. So what? Uh, you know, what's the process here? It went bad. <laughs> so the, oxidation the has process. occurred here, where, or this is fucking something happened, and this beer's fresh as can be, but the um, the actual beer itself is just they did something wrong. <laughs> it well, tastes like a Flanders brown for kinda. me. Oh, like mm. a Flanders. It does taste like a Flanders. Yeah. But it's not. It's not meant to be. It's a black ale. <laughs> We're just going to get sick. Because a Flanders is a type of sour, right? Because yep. there's like sour and then it's like Flanders or Goza. Or what did I say? Flanders brown. I meant Flanders. Red Flanders, red. right? Yeah. So I know what you meant. You're saying that this this is an off. Oh, thousand percent. Yeah. Here for them. <laughs> this is off. No, I'm saying that it is off, but you're saying like normally that you would like this or drink this? Well, well, you've I, had the Widowmaker, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it should be like a slight coffee, like Mackinac Island. Uh, I had it bitter hmm. first, not this past one, but I cannot remember taste. where I had this, but I I checked it in for and I didn't like it. So I've had this before too. And wait, let me let me see. I know I've had this no, before. It you didn't have it checked in? Did I? Not? I would have seen uh, it. I know Did I've I? had it. No, or maybe I've just seen it before because I've seen this like picture. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. But, you know, there's times you've... Yeah, that cadet. I had it at the cadet? Then it's been a long fucking time 2018, November 25th. That's not even a year. Not even a year. We're in 2020. 2018? You mean 2019? I said 19. Oh, you said 18. Run it back. 2018. 2018. 2018. 2018. 2018. Well, okay. So not even a year, but still. 1.75. Well, judging by the flavor profile, dark, smooth, multi-light coffee. Not getting that here. (laughs) Not coffee. Oh, you're talking about from untapped. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm getting like milk (laughs) sit in the fridge for too long. Yeah, it's bad. (laughs) Let's see if someone's checked it in recently. I mean, people are giving it good scores recently. So yeah, but it's untapped. Everybody gives everything a good score. No low scores. Not so. true. Look up Rowdy's Root Beer. <laughs> yeah, okay. This Maybe. dude gave it a five star. Jeez. A couple uh, guys gave it five stars. All right, well. Perrin Black's better. We have. Anyway, a, but. I we mean, have a, our first skunked beer or bad beer, whatever you want to call it. 
So I guess this is uh, whatever we're saying is not a good indicator of, of this. Keywinaw Brewery that is, or so Widowmaker. if you're listening, you probably do good stuff. <laughs> they do. I have had Widowmaker and I've liked it. Question is, is it actually old? Because we can't find the date. Or is this a bad batch? Could be both. Could be either. Could, could be both. Be one yeah, either. Eyelash in my eye right now. All right. Oh, well, keep things out of your Very eyes. unfortunate, but going to drink it anyway. Because we do, not, as fast as we fast. do not waste alcohol here. All right. Ready to review yep. this? I mean, it's movie. not, it's, it's it's not, not getting any worse. It's bad, I guess. Yeah. I think I'm getting. It's, it's kind growing of pleasant. I'm gonna pretend it's like a sour, and yeah, like, if you think, if I you think of it as red, a, I was like, oh, this is yeah. Good. If you yeah. think of it as something else, and you're like, okay, I'm not drinking bad beer. I'm just yeah. drinking just a different just style. A different. It's style. just a black ale with wild yeast. Yeah, exactly. Yep, I can live with that. But I feel like it's gonna give me a stomach when we're throwing up later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when we have explosive diarrhea tomorrow. Hopefully, <laughs> 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 hey, maybe I'll get out of work. <laughs> All right. Um, Let's in. get let's get into this review. Antebellum. Antebellum is written and directed by Gerard Bush and Christopher Renz. Directorial <laughs> debut. Yeah. Uh, it stars Janelle Monet, Eric Lange, Jenna Malone, Jack Houston. Um, who else? Who's the big guys? I guess Mark Richardson. I don't know. A few others. Uh, plot synopsis reads, successful author Veronica Henley finds herself trapped in a horrifying reality and must uncover the mind-bending mystery before it's too late. Let's take a listen to a clip. Listen to me. Wherever you came from before here, you need to forget about it. Mm -mm. That is not possible for me. What are we doing? What is... The plan. You think I haven't tried? We must choose our moment wisely. We keep our heads down and our mouths shut. Do you understand me? I know you. And I know that you are my only way out of here. Okay, what did you guys think of Antebellum? So, right off the bat, this is probably my most disappointing movie of the year. Yeah, this is the movie I'm definitely most disappointed in. Because you, it was so highly anticipated Well, when for I you. saw the first, which I think we saw the trailer of this during Uncut Gems. Really? Oh, I yeah, so. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Definitely saw a teaser in theaters. Yeah, and I think it was Uncut Gems. I mean, there's not many movies I could have seen it, right? We didn't watch that many movies in theaters before COVID. Mm -hmm. So I think it was Uncut Gems. And when I saw it, I'm like, ooh, this looks pretty. I like Because it was supposed to be in spring of uh, this year also. Yeah, so, so that, that makes that, sense. That trailer yeah. you know, would have made sense I for time-wise. I don't remember that trailer at all, so... I mean, it was like a field. It was just, it looked pretty. I'm like, ooh, cinematography looks good already. And then it had like Get Out, you know, mentioned in it and stuff, which I like. So I'm just like, I, I was in, you know, and I like Janelle Monet too. They show like the, uh, they show that there's something strange going on too. They show that it's going to be, you know, this kind of 
mind-bending movie in the trailer how it's like obviously civil war times but there's a plane a 747 flying overhead yeah so like that's in your head already exactly and so i was i was genuinely excited for this movie Mm -hmm. and i think that's what hurt it more for me because i mean just right out just saying it out like the cinematography was beautiful there's so many good shots in this which is crazy yeah yeah, like because this guy. So I even I, I wrote it down I it because I had to get this guy's name, Pedro, Pedro Lucu, Lucu. His literally his only noteworthy film. He's done a lot, but his only like noteworthy film. He's done a lot of TV, which I guess right, I can't Luke. I can't say was uh, Don't Breathe. Yeah, which I I liked Don't Breathe. I know you didn't like. Don't I didn't like it, but yeah. I, the cinematography wasn't something I disliked in that. Yeah, but this was shot. There were so many good shots in this movie. Yeah, and I think. It would have been better just turning off the voices in the movie and not reading anything and just watching the movie. Because that was I, acting I thought was well done. and But the story and the writing was so unfocused and like all over the place for me. And it, I felt like it wanted to say a deeper thing. It had a good message. Like I got the message, but it just didn't expound or do anything more with it for me. Like... I got the message and I just felt there like there would have been a better way to do it. You're peeking. <laughs> like there would just been a better way, like a more subtle approach to it, I guess. Like the first act was so brutal to watch. Mm-hmm. And then it went to like completely different. Right. And then I just, I didn't feel satisfied with where it went. And like the whole mind bending part just felt kind of weak. And even the end, I felt nothing really at the end. But the scenes and the beautiful shots in between is what kept me going. But I didn't think the writing, I didn't really care about the relationships between people at all. But like, obviously, Janelle Monae, she did great. I thought she was great in it. But that's pretty much the only character, I guess, that stood out at all to me. And it just tonally felt all over the place. (laughs) And that was my biggest problem with it. I'm just like where is this going like not in a good way like ooh, where is this going it's like it went to another place and I'm like okay uh, let me follow the, okay and then it just switches and then yeah even the mind the part that's supposed to like mind fuck you right just was fell flat to me yeah mm-hmm. it wasn't yeah. like surprise I'm like okay I felt that weakened what it could have been I thought it was trying to show, like, starting with this brutal start, how it fed into modern day, where it's in modern day, it's not as pronounced as it was then. Like, that's obviously brutal, obviously terrible. We all can agree that, like, slavery is bad, right? But I would have liked to see how that transitioned into, you know, now and how that would affect where it's not so overtly affecting people, right? But it still lingers on from the past. And I felt like they didn't do that well at all. No. But beautiful. My biggest gripe is the tonal shift. And I, as soon as it hit, it ruined the entire movie. Mm-hmm. This movie started off ext- very strong, very, very, very Jordan Peele-esque. Like, yeah. Like it felt like a Jordan Peele movie at the beginning. And then it went literally downhill from there. And it never... Even even to the point where like it goes back, the shift comes back. It was just deadened. Yeah, it, it was, lost there was me no at that point. there was no good scenes after that. Mm-mm. 
as soon as the tones shifted, the movie went to shit. And it's disappointing because I started off, I was like, going in, I didn't have high expectations at all. I did. I thought it was going to be yeah. really bad. Then it started off, and I was like, oh, maybe this movie actually, maybe I didn't give it a fair shake. And then I was <laughs> Then right. you're like, yeah, I know, I was right. It was just, it was too, we'll get, I'll get into it more, but like too on the nose. Very yeah. on the nose at points. Which again, it what it isn't like an important message, right? But they yeah, could have just you, done it better. But like, the message can like be get out, yeah. for example. Like yeah. did that way better. Way more subtle. Way better. Yeah. But in this one, like then the Yeah, I'll get into it later, but I just I thought this movie started off <clears throat> really good and then just went to horrible. Okay. Uh I love liked it overall i think i'm like on the exact same page as jacob probably just liked it a little bit more because yeah like everything technically i liked a lot it was definitely the story and the writing that brought it down and to your point when it when it shifts tones i don't think that the shifting of like i don't really think it was like a tonal shift i mean the time period shift is it goes from like super brutal obviously to some place to something that you can't compare it to because it's just not at all like that anymore. Right. It's hard to keep that like brutality and like, you know, that tone going when they, sh- when they jump to 2020 or mm-hmm. 2019, whenever this was filmed. But my main problem with that is that they, there's a lot that happens and a lot that goes on that kind of seems irrelevant. So, so like, much. An the hour dinner scene. <laughs> yeah. There's like a ton of like irrelevant stuff that, the whole dinner. I'm they do like, like a lot of commentary on it was like character development, I think, but it was like But I didn't get much development no. from it. And you didn't need the yeah. other characters were inconsequential. Exactly. Yeah. They never they never did anything. They before. weren't tied into the to the past also, or not to the past, but to where she goes. We'll try to stay like kind of spoiler free. Yeah. Because it's, it's gonna be a spoilery review. Yeah. Um but anyway, they uh, yeah, it just seems inconsequential. And I like one of my notes is that uh we don't there's nothing that really happens until like an hour and 10 minutes in and that's our 45 minute movie exactly so like yeah. the first hour and 10 minutes is i think literally just the first part is just to show the brutality of like slavery and what it was and then it does tie in a little bit later but and then the the present day stuff is inconsequential like i said and then it doesn't go back to that until an hour and 10 minutes in to tie it together so that was a big problem and but yeah, I agree. Like the cinematography was amazing. That's something I definitely wrote down. Uh, I really like the score. Yeah. Um, Didn't mention that. The either. acting was was all around pretty good. good. Yeah. Uh, or really good. Yeah. I don't think anybody stood out as as bad. I think Jenna Malone might have been like the worst, really. And I like her a lot. I mean, she wasn't bad. I don't think. I just I I she just kind of stood out as the most over the top maybe yeah, or she was corniest the mu- the mu- uh, mustache twirling like yeah yeah and like i've seen her in so many oh, other I things for, oh i did for yeah just she her trying her ass. trying to put on like a super strong southern accent i just knew like it wasn't her and yeah you know which isn't fair i guess but i've just seen i her mean in so that many is fair because you got people like pattinson who yeah. changes his accent all the time and it like still works right yeah yeah it's true and he's that's British, true. right? Like, <laughs> no, that's fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, I liked a lot of the technical stuff, and even the the story, it still works for me. 
So that's why I think I gave it like, you know, spoiler above average score. Uh, it's just, yeah, it could have been done way better. And I think the message that they were going for was that uh, not just like, I don't know, I think some of the messaging, a lot of the stuff that they put in between is really heavy handed and stuff. And I think that it would have been more effective to highlight the message that you get from the end, which maybe I'll just save for spoilers and we can get into that in a second or right now. Yeah, look, we might <laughs> as well just get into that. Okay. Spoilers coming in right now for Antebellum. If you haven't seen the movie, stop right here. Uh, what I'm referring to is that I think the main message was actually that slavery still, or not slavery, sorry, racism is still so persistent today that somebody would be willing to open up or go to a Civil War reenactment and actually treat black people like slaves. Yeah. And the one guy even says, uh, we're, we're everywhere, but we're nowhere, which is... And today you can't look at somebody and say, unless they're, you know, walking around in a Confederate flag and just like spouting racial slurs, (laughs) you can't see somebody that's racist. Right. So to you, they're nowhere, but they're actually everywhere. And I don't know, that would have been like, if they played up on that message, it would have been more powerful. That's exactly what I was saying. Like they started with the brutality of the obvious, like everyone agrees, like even people who say they're not racist, right? Because it's not enough to say you're not racist. You have to be anti-racist, but read the book. <laughs> but like, even though it's, they can still be racist while being that overt, right? That was right. just overtly racist and terrible. Everyone can almost like agree that's, that was wrong. Right. But there, there's effects from that, that are here today. Like, we're seeing right now with the whole movements that are going on and they could have, I felt like if they would have really locked onto that message, like you were saying, I think the only thing that they tie that in with is her being a writer basically saying that slavery or racism is written into the DNA of the country, which because of everything that happened, it is, but they don't like address it besides just saying it. Yeah. You know, and they could have like subtly shown that like, right. There was like parts I felt like something was going to come up, like with that guy bought the drink or whatever and stuff. I'm like, oh, it never showed his face. I'm like, why are they yeah. Like, right, yeah. being mysterious? Oh, maybe like a lot of that restaurant scene, like they weren't showing like faces and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is going to show something to do with like, I mean, she mentioned like the hotel room. Mine didn't get clean. Oh, mine did, you know, mm-hmm. but that's just so heavy. It's like they could have like they put them in the th- three top in the corner by the trash. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. And she's like basically yells at her like, you know, exactly what. Yeah. Why we are getting this table yeah, or whatever. It was too heavy. It's just yeah. so like I feel like maybe there is a way that you could have done that and then showed how, yes, we don't aren't doing slavery anymore, but we it's still is prevalent in this way. And then they just don't do that. And then it goes back to the like slavery thing again. And I'm just like, it just, I don't get it. Like it just, it totally lost me after that. And then it was the whole last part when they went back to it and she's trying to escape so bad there. That was not good. Yeah. That part was pretty weak. I I think like too, this could have been a much more horrific story like if they knew or if you knew if they shortened the first segment in the second segment and then they went back to basically extended the third segment but played it up as obviously all of these people know uh 
that it's present day and they know that they're trying to escape or whatever, like being trapped in a situation like that, you know, with, and struck, you know, not being defenseless and all that stuff is, would be horrifying. Right. And like, there's so many things that they could do with that if they wanted to take more of a horror angle, but they spent so long on the first segment just showing how bad slavery was. And then the second segment, it's so rushed, which was inconsequential. The third, the, the third, third part is so rushed was all rushed. Exactly. And it, and it basically just showed them what it cut to her. It was like it cut t- to them and it said, minutes. we're going tonight, you know, and it and then uses it was like every, like, like so many just like cookie cutter horror tropes. Like, mm. Oh, the cell phone signal. We have oh, yeah. to go back. <laughs> I'm like, no, can't was, they just follow the cell phone signal and move far enough in that direction, if they know where it's strong, they know what direction they need to go because it got weaker. <laughs> yeah. Just go around the entire plantation and go further that way so that you can get cell phone signal. Because apparently she wasn't like that crazy far away from something, right? Right. If you're getting any cell phone signal at all. Which is another problem I have because at the very end, they show that it is a Civil War reenactment And uh, no one facility, found them. Yeah. And nobody finds them. There's like literally people walking it looks like they're walking into it with coolers and chairs and shit. Like yeah. they're about to go visit it. Like what? <laughs> yeah. And then no one turns around to see a, a, a black girl <laughs> with a ax in her hand fucking running through with bloody yeah. face and everything. They just thought like, Oh yeah, she's always here. Yeah. Like these like, people are actors. Like they're always <laughs> acting. They're always doing, it's the same. I just people. don't know why they included that at the end. Like with the tourists, if they like, if somebody owned that property and like had it completely closed off, it was just shut down and that's what they did there. It would make more sense. But the end just made it seem like, Oh yeah, tourists visit this place. And which no one found this no after totally how long? That. I assume a while. Yeah, exactly. They had such <laughs> everything set up and like, where are they telling everyone they're going all every night? Yeah. Every day, <laughs> like all oh, night, yeah. he's sleeping next to her all night. Yep. Like, he doesn't have a job. Like, how is he making money? Well, that guy. Why are they picking cotton? Did you, I missed this? But that guy apparently is a senator. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know that. The guy, the guy that sleeps with Janelle yeah. Monet, is a senator. Eagle or what's his fucking name? It's just called his. The name him. in his credit is him. And like, they're faking like the southern accent and stuff, right? And like, I don't know. That whole part just seemed so. The third act just. Then, that's what brought it from like i'm like okay the acting's so good this is a gorgeous movie to look at like gorgeous and then like that whole third act i'm like nope okay there it knocked it like yeah. that hurt it so much to me because well it, the other thing too is like going into it you have these expectations i mean every review the like the number one blurb is such a daring twist like i thought not, it was obvious from yeah. the beginning what was going on I didn't. I didn't know the twist, and it as soon as it twist, it like made it worse for me. I I would barely call it a twist. I, mean, I, I thought well, it was yeah. pretty obvious. And then when it goes back, it's like, oh, okay. The second part was obviously uh, happened before everything, and then the, when she gets kidnapped, that's the first part is after that, and that's yeah. I plays out chronologically like, that way. The first part very where easy I th- to understand. I thought I this thought would it, be like a confusing movie, kind it of. It's yeah. not. But I I, I thought it was trying to be even deeper. I gave it like too much credit. I thought by making it her in the past and her in the future showed like her ancestor. That's what I thought. And she moved forward through time. And, like these and sh- now it's going to show her struggle today that her ancestor had to survive 
But then, think about the trailer. I knew that from the trailer yeah, they, that there was going to be some angle. Well, I don't remember the trailer. Though. Oh, the plane <laughs> but, when, or everything. but when she woke up from the dream and like she fell asleep as a slave, woke up in the, and then you went Modern to the present. Day. I'm like, oh shit, she's having like dreams and this is her just like. And now it can show modern, and then modernized. Modern yeah, exactly. Like the the slave owner looked like somebody that she knew. Exactly. Not that it was that's an exactly actual, that was not thought. the same yeah, person. I was like, damn, this. Better. That's that's what no, I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If they I, it would have been way, better. Like, oh, and then shit. when they turned into the thriller, oh, it's actually real. It was always in modern day. And then I'm like, that's when they did the like. That's when I was like, oh, Jordan Peele. That's a that's a Jordan Peele influence. Is like old time but it's the same faces in present day doing the exact same things just a little bit more subtle yes and, and i would have loved that because i didn't even know i forgot totally about the plane in the trailer so i, I thought even i thought it was all in the past i did, I did from too. the beginning and then when it woke up present it was exactly what you thought i'm like oh it's gonna show how slavery like led Trans- to the yeah. prejudice and things that not so overt that they that people still face today Mm. and then it didn't do that at all and i was like (laughs) damn then they took her and i was like it was just yeah i'm just like oh okay so this oh and then it was just dumb still beautiful well yeah Yeah. i think that that message is obviously different from what i took from it so yeah to do that it would have to be a different film completely but what i was like i said before i think the message that i took from it would have been also stronger if they did it differently in the movie which is that racism is still around that much it's so strong that people would be willing to go through all this to do that and sometimes you can't always tell you know who they are they're all around they're they're nowhere but they're everywhere things like that yeah and that would have been more of a horrific angle too like one thing i will say i did like that they did even though it was a bad part i guess you could say was the one uh white guy who was kind of like apprehensive about it daniel yeah yeah. Yeah. The like, soldier. like I thought it was going to be the typical, oh, he's going to be the white savior who is actually sympathetic to the cause and like he'll actually, but he didn't. And I'm, I liked that because yeah, no. Well, which makes sense too. Cause he's obviously there. Yeah. You know, well again, I thought this was like just pastime. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You don't know that at that time, yeah. but then when yeah, you I was like, oh, shit, jump forward, dope. it makes sense. I'm like, good. They're not doing the the white savior, like last samurai, you know, type thing where he has to come in and save them all. I'm like, good. Like it was still bad what he did, obviously, but I'm glad it wasn't that. Yes. But yeah, if I'm going to say something positive that they chose to do. Well, do we have positives? I want to say, calm down over there. Negative. (laughs) Do we have positives? I already (laughs) said all night. So no, uh, just, I mean, we keep talking about the cinematography, but, I want to point out the opening shot, which is a super long tracking shot. There might be an editor too, but I think it's well a hidden. one. I thought it was one. It looked one shot. It look, well, yeah. they all look one yeah, shot. But well, I'm saying if it is, it was it's done, well. done very well. Yeah. Like super long tracking shot of weaving through this whole Civil War reenactment plantation, and yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah, even the them walking by and it's doing the cornfield and it goes mm. antebellum and it's like that. Yeah. There's so many the, beautiful uh, scenes. They like, kind—I of, think it was kind of overused—the uh, slow motion with the music. They did do did. a lot of slow motion. Well, the even the last scene when back. she's on the horse, what, you know, like the first time it made sense. 
the yeah, first part. Yeah, I think like if they did it, there was one part I was like, oh, that's, you know, this is kind of cool. And then it kept coming back. So I was like, okay, we're using it too much. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> but then it came yeah. like this, it, at the very end that it came back and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And that's when she's just yeah. running behind all these normal people with a bl- bloody axe. Yeah. Hand. Yeah. Absolutely stunning movie though. Yeah. So many standout looked, scenes. Yeah. It just looked really good. It looked super, I don't know, just like. Some, there was special. It was like sepia, very grain. It was like some graininess, but it's hard it was, to say. It was, it was dark, film, but not but in a, like it was dark, but in a not in a bad way. Like it wasn't hard to see. Like the contrast was good. The shadow play on shadows was really good. Like they had the, a lot of yeah. They did a lot of like uh, sky contra- yeah with the sky. You know. You know what it felt like? It felt like um, which I did watch another movie like that. The guy from uh, that did Revelation. What the fuck is Revelation? Or Revenant, I mean. Okay. Oh, Revenant. <laughs> From the Bible? <laughs> Revelations. <laughs> no, Revenant. You like know Left very, Behind? Oh, um, very, uh, he did Gravity. Yeah. And then two is the director. What's the guy? What's his cinematographer's name? I can't remember. Lubinsky. Yubinsky, yep. Lubinsky. Emmanuel Lubinsky. Emmanuel Lubinsky. Something like L- that. Lubinsky. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. what they reminded me of because they did a lot of those like aerial shot and then went to another one. Well, this guy is also... Well, I can't say what country because I don't know, but they're both. Well, Lupe, um, he's probably some kind of like yeah, Spanish speaking place. Yeah. yeah. And so is he. They got it down, those guys. Yes. Um, another gripe I have, and I have to say it, is the over injection of modern era. As soon as you found out the twist, she comes oh, back. Yeah. He's. First well, thing it does, it's, someone you know, calls. they want to keep it hidden. I know, the, but sometimes as soon as they have like switch, oh, he gets a call. Yeah, a phone call. <laughs> and then she finds out that he has it. And then they like, um, she can't have signal. And then he walks out in the field to go pee and he has a flashlight. And then they're the like, oh, pen. I'm no, just yeah, going to drop that. Pen. But that was, was like, a beautiful, pen. that was a beautiful scene shot though. I liked that. And yeah, really. but okay. These guys are like, uh, oh, did you bring your phone? No, you know the rules. Oh, no the rules say you can have a fucking but I can jewel. smoke a baby. Yeah, <laughs> a like, come jewel. on. And then, uh, but it looked cool. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna drop a pin, and then she's like, "I can't get, I don't have good service, but I'll drop you a pin." And it's like, oh, like it was just too. It was so. And then you saw the plane. Well, and, like, and they do all that, and she knows how to use that, but she apparently doesn't know how Uber she goes, works. And then she goes, "Oh, face, open your yeah, eyes." Which, yeah, she got into the wrong. Like, how car. would that happen? It's not. I get it. If you're know. drunk, she wasn't. No. Clearly. So like you would you can look at your fucking phone and be like, no, that's not my Uber mm-hmm. and see the driver is not your Uber. Dri- no one just gets into a random car and is like she would. Here's the thing, too, that also makes it even worse is that the girl or Jenna Malone would have had to know exactly what car she ordered for her to get into the wrong car. Yeah. And how she can't look the at exact her exact time. She, she ordered the Uber. <laughs> yeah, She can't look at her. The exact time. Uber app her like, Uber oh, is supposed to arrive. She arrives at the exact time. <laughs> I'm just like, that was so bad. I'm like, and then the other uh, car yeah. pulls up right behind them. <laughs> yeah. They pull off. Yeah. That the Uber, like I, I had to take a note on that. I'm like, really? Yeah. There's like, like things no that you can suspend that. your disbelief, but like, no, that's I'm like, no one would out. do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then she tells him to open his eyes on the ground because she had to use his face. Oh, get the face. The face. (laughs) I was like, this is like just. She can't just open his eyes and like. Well, that's part of the third part being like so rushed, right? Was that they could have sprinkled that stuff in and it would have felt better rather than jamming it all into the last 20 minutes. 
But like when you call nine one one, they can get your location. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Exactly. So especially you don't if need like to they unlock a phone to call nine one one either. If you say that your kid, if they only get like a little bit of your conversation, whatever, and they you're hung up or you're disconnected, they probably would assume something. They wrong. always send send the especially since she said her name. Yeah, right. And they know she's been missing and she's famous, right? Yeah. So I I wouldn't have tried to call my husband like, hey, hey, how's it going? Like I would have been like called the police again. When you had service and been like, hey, help me now. Like, I'm being fucking attacked here. Like, take my location now. You know? Like, yeah. It just brings it from that, you know, ele- there's elevated horror. Yeah. And then there's like the cliche horror and that that's, is usually that's pretty a, The bad whole and, third act was just cliche horror. Yeah. 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 And it well, just I did hurt like it. The one th- or if there's the thing that I liked in the third act, because I was wondering <laughs> what she was doing in the in the first part. When she was like stepping on the floor, I figured that's what she was doing. What was well, it? I did it. She was she was testing every board and how to, to walk which was perfectly creaking, yeah. to get to the door with no sound, and yeah. then it comes back in the end. Like I figured that's what she was doing because like the, she like, said she like, like be patient, be patient. Like she kept talking about like you have to be patient, and then it kept showing her, and she got mad at that one part when she creaked. creaked. Yeah, so yeah. I could tell she was like trying to. Figure I didn't know out. that was like a reveal. Yeah, just like how it came back. It did come back. In a nice way, but yeah, it uh, it it's just that's why it's the because like it had so many things going for it, and it just squandered it to me, and that's why mm. it hurts so much because yeah, this is easily the biggest disappointment in a movie I've seen this year because I had high expectations for it. Yeah, which maybe that's my fault, but it just. Even with the cinematography and stuff, it automatically you're like, oh, this is gonna be good. <laughs> Even the first whole first act, honestly, you're like, this is gonna be good. Yeah. And then it just isn't. Great. I thoroughly enjoyed the first act. It just isn't great after that. Do you think there is, or what is the meaning of the uh, butterfly? You see it like six. Yeah, times. Yeah, you do keep seeing the butterfly, it's the but tattoo, I was. It's in the drawing. I mean, butterfly means like growth or beauty or coming out, you know, of your cocoon to flourish and be free. But how does that tie in with this movie? I don't know. (laughs) I never got that. I was trying to figure too, because like the one girl. And it's on the cover, obviously, the poster. And then like the tattoo and everything. I never got exactly what it was supposed to mean. But I mean, that's where I was going for is just like. I don't, I maybe just to show freedom, I guess, like, or growth breaking out of that cocoon. That's all I got. Hmm. <laughs> not not, not sure if that's what they were going I had for. no idea, but yeah, I saw I don't. It like, like six times. I like, yeah, I kept seeing, I'm like, what, what does that mean? <laughs> but it just never got answered for me. But mm-hmm. that's what I can kind of glean from it, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's about all I got, I think. Yeah. Not much else. Josh? No. I will be excited to see that what because you said this was his de- debut film, right? The duo, yeah. They so both of theirs. So like it's not that they don't have talent. Yeah. It's so I wouldn't be against watching another movie, you know, like Especially if they get the cinematographer again. I'm definitely excited to see what he does next. Yeah, but my problem with him is that... Hold on. Let me just pull up his He did uh, Girl, the, the, not the, one of the Dragon Tattoo movies. Yeah, too. but they're all like the new the American one. Or, well, there was the David Fincher one, which is American. Um, 
girl who the girl in the spider's web yeah. yeah which isn't i don't know i haven't seen that it could look really good but all of his movies that he does are like really bad like why is that cam, he's like let me Bladder. make these not great movies uh, the girl look in the beautiful. spider's web look away extinction that was a netflix movie the watcher i mean i don't know any of these and like i said the last one he did notable movie was don't breathe that was in 2016 ABCs of Death 2. Yeah, those are all bad. Yeah, I don't know. And then a bunch of tiny foreign films. But why did he do so well? <laughs> I don't... This was beautiful. Yeah, right. Like, it looks... It, that's what I'm saying is... I mean, maybe these movies are bad, but they look really good. Yeah. Like Maybe it's just more bad, looks great movies. <laughs> like uh, Gretel and Hansel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, people like that, though. I just didn't like that. All right. Um, so I guess we are ready to rate this. Yes. What are we saying out of five stars? I gave it a two and a half because that third act knocked it down half a star for me. I gave it a two. I gave it a three. Let's move on to what else we've been watching. Okay, so I guess I will go. Uh, the first thing I watched was Grave of the Fireflies. Yes. So there you go. You can talk about this one. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it twice. Okay. Um, so based off of your recommendation and the fact that a lot of people love this movie. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, shit, I think the Metascore is like super high. But yeah, a ton of people. I mean, this thing is overrated. Let's just, let's just admit it right now. <laughs> uh, I will say I liked it. I did not love it at all. Score. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, this is from the late 80s. This is not Miyazaki. It is... Asao Ish- Takahata. Yeah, him. Um, yeah, I just don't get the love, really. I think it's... I think it is good, but just the, the main... This the story itself is kind of... Goes against... I don't know what it should be, what it should happen. Um, this is based off of source material, right? Yeah. I don't know who, who wrote it, but this actually happened uh, to mean, this guy. It's also, yeah. I mean, it's also actually happened. It's like well, yes. World War II. Okay. So it's, it's based in reality, but I'm saying that the character, um, Setsuke, 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 anyway, Setsuke. Setsuke. Setsuko. He is based it. on uh, a real guy who obviously is alive to write this source material. But in the movie, spoiler alert, he dies of starvation or malnutrition, whatever. So he he is immediately kind of absolved of what he did in the movie, which if you know, if you watch it, you know. So it kind of loses just that impact right there. And I don't know. I think there's like some really weird scene transitions um the in the emotional impact wasn't there for me like a lot of people what i cried the first time i saw this yeah i don't think it's like that i think it loses a lot it kind of tells you in the beginning what's gonna happen or i mean you kind of know that the whole time and i don't know if that makes it less impactful or more impactful for people knowing that it's coming or maybe they didn't know it's coming if they didn't know they're stupid but Uh, yeah, it tells you like right in the beginning what's what's gonna happen. So, you know that the whole time. And then, when it does happen, it's like 
just kind of it's it's the way it's revealed is like through narration which was really weird i just thought it lost mm. some impact there like she never woke up again there's like he says that and I'm like, i what? liked that because <laughs> i felt like it was like this because like it, it you could just show it but there was like this poetic like it because it wasn't like explicit in what it said right well what do you mean it wasn't explicit that's she never woke up again. Yeah, she, he's explicitly saying she died. But not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, yeah. I The way it's paced, too, wasn't amazing. I kind of felt the length, which it's not even that long. And I felt like the plot, I get what it was going for to build this, uh, to build the relationship, you know, as much as possible. But it also felt kind of aimless at the same time. And, you know, it's very, I guess, slice of life showing you just these things that happened and what they had to go through in World War II Japan. I get all that. It just didn't impact me the way that it impacted most people. My favorite part was at the end after that, how it shows while what he's, when he's going out and doing these things, what she's doing uh, back at the bunker, how it's like little, Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whereas his sister, uh, it just shows her, um, being a basically kid. being a kid and yeah. just doing everyday things during this like terrible time for the country because they're still go out remind you that they're just kids right yeah and that just that contrast I liked a lot but the other major problem is that he <laughs> has these he has the means or whatever to do certain things it just doesn't feel like he does everything possible to help them survive right like I get that he's a kid and he's 14 <laughs> or whatever but at the end, it's show you know it says okay yeah he had access to his mother's funds in the bank, and he's like on the last day okay I'll get you whatever you want here's you know whatever you want to eat it's on me here's this food it's like yeah you should know that before you're you're getting malnourished and you're killing them. But I thought it was because like inflation and stuff was so high that even with money like you couldn't really afford that much so he's trying to like save it for when it was actually worth something again. I did not get that at all. I don't know how you would, but history not from the movie <laughs> at least, which it's, I mean, it's on, I think that's fair. I mean, it has been a while since I've seen it. And I mean, when something for me it is gonna, I'm not saying this is even my close to my favorite of studio Ghibli movies. It's just not as well done, mm-hmm. but it, it's I got did. a stupid high rating, 4.3 level box. Yeah, I don't think I would put it there, but I would probably give it a four still. Like, I, it has been a while since I watched. I would have to watch it with like a critical eye now. But yeah, just the it was it's heartbreaking watching anything because I had seen so many movies and stuff. So when anytime a movie can make me feel something, actually, mm-hmm. then I think it's elevated to me just because well that's why i think it's so overrated because that it has this such emotional or what everybody says is emotional gut punch that people are just like oh yeah it's amazing when that i lost that alone right there wasn't there for me and then on top of that it's seen i mean you can look at it you can take it however you want you can look at it as a um an anti-war film but it's been said over and over that the intention of the source video and the movie was not to be an anti-war film. Right. That was never the intention. So if your intention isn't even that, like, I don't know, it loses a little bit. I guess right I didn't see it as an anti-war film for me. 
I guess I didn't get that either. I just felt like it was just devastating to see because, I mean, being an American, we're the good guys, right? You, the Everything we're taught is that we're always the heroes. But that was us doing that to them. We yeah. were the ones firebombing them, destroying families, like destroying their entire life, like killing all these civilians and everything. And that's what really hit hard for me was just to see the reality from because this is a Japanese like director, right? Mm-hmm. And a Japanese studio showing a pr- different perspective than what I thought of. Because you just hear, yeah, we bombed them. Yeah, we did this. But like, well, I agree. I thought those parts that. were more effective. And I thought the death of his mother was more effective than even the death of his sister because of the all of these things that just kept building up. Like, I don't know, just a, you could disagree with or whatever, like how he handled it and the way that it, the way that it's revealed also was also like just lessened that, that emotional impact for me. I thought there's a couple, there was one time he came back and he couldn't find her or whatever. I was like, Oh man, he's going to find her dead. This is going to be terrible. And then no, it doesn't happen that way. But. Yeah. But it was a true story. You said, I didn't even know that. Yeah. It's yeah. That's so maybe like, that that's just what happened. So it, it, they're kind of like bound by what actually happened to the guy. Yes. No, that's true. And that, that could be, but even we say all the time how the way that it's your source material goes to film doesn't have to be right or could be done differently or, or sticking to it. But I don't know. And he also survived obviously to go on and write this. So they changed that in it. He dies in the subway or whatever. He does, doesn't he? But yeah. yeah. It's it's a very it's just a sad like it's not a happy movie. <laughs> oh no, not at all. But yeah, I did like it overall. Like I'm, I mean, animation I'm the, is super well done. Yes. still, especially Anima- from being '80s movie. You yeah, know? I mean, I everything mean, Ghibli does everything is, like, is hand drawn. Very well done. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think they still hand draw, except for I saw that the, apparently their new movie coming out CG, which yeah. I think is a horrible see, mistake. I can't find that. It's not. What's Look it up. I don't know if it's Miyazaki. I just think I know it's stu- Studio Ghibli. But right. he Miyazaki is back. Yeah. Uh this was I like the music, though. but not nearly as much as like the music Spirit in Spirit Away. Away. Yeah. Oh, I love that music. Yeah. Um But yeah, I mean a lot of technical aspects, very well done. It's a Studio Ghibli film, you know, it's it's gonna be well done. But I think just the story that I was expecting so much more, you know, and seeing all these high ratings and stuff and how well regarded it is. Also like comparatively to other studio Ghibli, well, like Miyazaki film and not, let's just say Miyazaki films, like, cause he only makes like great ones. Right. Like he does things that are much less heavy handed. Right. Like that yeah, was just his, sad the whole time. Takes you to a magical place to, yeah. to have it be allegorical to something that's happened in the real world or is happening. Yeah, right. Like, Exactly. Princess Mononoke like, is my favorite movie. That's very much environmentalist movie. Too, yeah, yeah. And I guess I mean, I even really in Spirit Away, Away, you had like gluttony and stuff. Well, yeah, the, the, the uh, sins, wasn't it? Post World War II Japan. Yeah. What? I thought it was like, wasn't it? Was it just gluttony or was, was there multiple sins like involved? Uh, greed would be the other one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The main one. I mean, the, the little spirit that has gold coming out of it. Yeah. I mean, and even her name got changed to Sin. Right. right. So like that. Oh, I didn't, I did not make the mistake of watching this dubbed either. I watch it sub. Oh yeah. I didn't even know there. 
I think I both of them are on Hulu. Oh. But because I, I watched um, Spirited Away dubbed, and I really wish I would have watched that sub. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I've never watched Spirited Away subbed, so I don't know. I've they do. They always do. A Ghibli good usually job. does a great job. They yeah. hire like huge. Which I didn't think I said this last time, but when I watched Donnie Darko and Spirited Away. The girl from Donnie Darko is the voice of Sin. Or in, um, I forgot her action. Yeah, Chihiro. Chihiro. Chihiro yeah. in uh, Spirit Away. Really? Yeah. Who is the voice of Lilo in Lilo and Stitch? Really? Yes. <laughs> I thought one of the funniest things when I watched Princess in, uh, uh, not Princess Mononoke. No, uh, Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind. Oh. And it's uh, Shia LaBeouf is in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Mononoke has some big people in it too. Billy Crudup, Billy uh, Bob Thornton. Yeah, like comparatively, this didn't like have any kind of like subtlety, right? It was just right, horrible, atrocious things happening, like pretty much nonstop through it. Yeah, and the other thing too about what he could have done, they leave they leave a family member's house just because she's being nasty. Like, I get it; it's a shitty situation or whatever, and. I mean, she was being bad to them, but this is your life we're talking about. You're in wartime Japan. Like, uh, you know what's even so crazy about uh, the girl that did the voices? It's Samara from The Ring. From what? The Ring. She was oh, Samara. Oh, Davina. Oh, really? Whatever her name is. Yeah. Davi, Davi, Chase. Yeah, Chase. Huh. Didn't know that. Well, she, you can barely, you can't even recognize her in the ring, really. So, yeah. until she changes back or flashback. Okay. Uh, anyway, Grave of the Fireflies ended up giving it a three. Could change, or could change in the future if I rewatch it. I think it's a little low. You, yeah, you can think that. It's fair. You got to rewatch it with a critical eye. I do. I have seen it twice, but. I, I just for the joy of watching. Yeah. And I mean, it is I, of all Studio Ghibli films I've seen, though, it's probably one of the. It's not my top five, probably. Right. Basically, it's all Miyazaki in my top five. But yeah, I mean, and I, mean I, thought, I think Spirit Away went down for me when I rewatched it. So I don't know. I might keep checking out some of them. There's actually some ones that I haven't seen that I want to watch. I think most of them are on HBO Max. So maybe I'll have another one next week to uh, give a review on. My neighbor Totoro is like the highest on my list because I've never you never seen it. No, oh, so I really want to watch that one. I think I've seen all of Miyazaki's. Yeah, I watched Good Boys. This was from last year. I've also seen that. Okay, I saw that in theaters. Okay, yeah, I've been wanting to. I've been wanting to check it out. Uh, He didn't direct it; he just produced it. But he was in like a bunch of the marketing for it. Was Um, he in the movie itself? No, no, not in it. Um, But yeah, it's. It was, uh, you know, a comedy. Gene Stupinski directed it. Oh, okay. Stupinitsky. Sorry. Yeah, Stupinitsky. Um, you know, it, when I saw the trailers, I was like, okay, this kind of looks bad. But everybody was saying that it actually was a pretty good comedy. And I know what they're saying now because when I watched it, there wasn't a lot of those like eye-rolling moments that I usually get from comedies that are, I don't know, even like neighbors and stuff like that, that people really seem to like, I don't think is that funny or really love. I don't think there's been great comedies in the past, I don't know, five, eight years. Ever. But anyway, no, not there's Palm definitely Springs. Palm Springs. Yeah. Palm Springs is good, but that's a different kind. Like, yeah, this you, is just straight. Isn't comedy, it? Yeah. 
yeah, it's straight comedy. Like and raunchy, I'm saying like straight comedy. Like. Yeah, it's it reminds me of the comedies that used like to come Superbad, out, like Super Pineapple Bad. Express. Basically, like when Adam McKay and Seth Rogen and those movies were coming out at the same time. A lot of those comedies, types of comedies, and a lot of them were you know decent to to pretty good. But we just haven't. There's been a drop off. You haven't seen any of those anymore, and it reminded me of those, which was nice. But a lot of comedy comes from kids, so usually. Kid performances can be pretty bad, especially in comedies when the majority of the, like, the full weight of the comedy is all on these three kids. But they were actually pretty good. And, yeah, it just wasn't rolling my eyes a lot. And like I was saying, the the on this, like, it looks good and everything. It's always hard. Like, technically, you're not going to have, like, those wow moments in a comedy, you know. But they're or, not trying to show that. Yeah, right? I mean, there's yeah. not, like, a great score or anything like that. So I guess some of those things can go against it. And then after that, all you have left to base it on is how funny was it. And it was pretty funny. It wasn't, like, amazingly funny. So anyway, I ended up giving it a three also. Yeah, it's not, like, a classic that I'm going to go back to and watch, yeah, you know, like, super, super bad, bad or something like that. Super like, bad's, uh, it's, it's probably so the best re- comedy. It's so rewatchable. You think? Probably. I liked Sierra Bed at the beginning and then it, oh. the cop scene. As soon as they can meet the cops, it goes downhill. I love it. I still I like love it, the full yeah. thing. I just, I, I mean, I've never went back to watch this movie and I have no wish to go back to it. But when I watched it, yeah, I enjoyed I probably it. Won't. Like I had a good time watching it. Yeah. Unless like if if I have control, like, this is something I'd put on a rewatch. If somebody puts it on, I wouldn't complain. No. But, you know. But I'm not, not going to seek it out. To, yeah. Not going to buy it anytime soon. No. Yeah, I'm glad I got around to it finally. Um, and the writer right. and the director also wrote for The Office. For well, five years. did they also do Space Force though? No. Okay. That was, was just Greg, the creator, Greg yeah, Daniels. Yeah, the writing was not. I don't know. I don't know anybody besides Greg Daniels and Steve Carell. Is anybody in Space Force involved in The Office? I sure hope not. Wasn't didn't Toby direct an episode of Space Force? Yeah. Yeah, could have. I sure hope not. I think only one though. And that was probably the only good one. Take it back. That was oh, my no. biggest disappointment <laughs> of the year. Space, but yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't, I, just to go back to Antebellum for one second, I didn't have as high of expectations as you because I hated us. I absolutely hated us. I liked us. I thought us was Ugh. pretentious of Jordan Peele. I thought that was like his, like, like Get Out was, I loved and then I saw I I'm like, come on, like this is. I thought it wasn't only pretentious, but just made absolutely no sense at all. Like, get that, out. You have to suspend your disbelief a little bit, but holy shit, get, us is like a whole another level of just yeah. Us felt stupidity. Like he was trying like throw in so many random things that yeah. he wanted. Like he wanted people to be like, mm, what could that mean? But really, it didn't mean anything to me. Yeah. And I never want to seek more <laughs> into it because there was just you were bombarded with constant like symbols. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, because of that, I didn't have like the highest of expectations for Annabelle, but I was still definitely interested. Yeah, I had pretty high expectations. Yeah. That's I probably. still didn't dislike us, but oh, I, I just thought it was way worse than get out i hated it i actively hated it i liked us well what can you like about that piece of garbage all right a lot of people like the movie Kyle. yeah stupid people um <laughs> then there's a lot of stupid people. last thing that i watched i rewatched sicario it's been a little bit mm-hmm. and it's one of my favorite movies of all time so had to had to rewatch it sicario is a denis villeneuve film my favorite Denny film. Score. Till Dune, we'll see. No. 
probably still will be Sicario. Yeah, it will be Sicario. The, the crew on this movie is like the perfect storm, right? It's kind of like it's kind of like Nolan, Zimmer, and... Um, Wally or Hoyt? Yate, uh, Hoyt. You're thinking David Yates? No, I don't know why I said Yate. <laughs> um, Hoyt together. This was Denny, Johan, and Deacons together. Oh, my God. It's just a so, perfect trio like it's so good so good yeah and it, i man just stood out like in the beginning scene too when they when they're doing that raid in um arizona chandler and they have just that shot of like the light coming in and it's so clean you see like the dust moving around like, oh man it's beautiful and then you see like the shadows move past the window because they're about to raid the house oh i love it and then uh obviously the best scene, the best shot, sunset at the final scene, sunset going down and just the silhouettes moving down the, going down the valley. They're about to go into the tunnel. Beautiful. And then the score, best part, when they're doing the transport across the border. Oh, I think it's called The Beast. The soundtrack is called, or the title of that song track, is called The yeah. Beast. It's so good. Yeah, I love everything about it. Yeah, no, th- like there's so many beautifully, like beautifully shot scenes. Yeah. And this, this is, it was probably, it would have been, I don't know if it's my f- favorite Deacons over like Blade Runner because Blade Runner was so beautiful too. That'd be hard, but it's definitely one of my top two probably Deacons. I have to rewatch Blade Runner again, but I think that this is so... Sicario is a better See, movie. Blade Runner, I don't know what's added in like post, like because uh, there's so many effects in that movie. This is all like literally just, I mean, Shot. it's the real world right now in yeah. or to, in 2015, whatever it is. It's just that's how it is. Like, and he does it so well. There's so many great aerial shots. The writer tons is tons of landscape shots. Pretty well done. Taylor Sheridan. Yeah, yeah, love him too. He did uh, Hell or High Water, Wind River. Mm-hmm. Scario, I love all those movies. And yeah, have you seen Hell or High Water? No, it's really what? Good. I don't think so. It's so oh, good. It's on my voodoo if you don't watch it. Anyway, yeah. Uh, also, performances. I love Josh Brolin and Emily Blunt. And this, I think, now that I'm going back to it, I think this was my introduction to Daniel Kaluuya, who I love in this movie too. He's great. I love him in everything. Speaking of Get Out, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a perfect film for yeah, me. honestly like what can you say bad about it? there is nothing it feels like real like the oh, actors yeah. are so good the writing is so good this could be like real and then it's just I love shot. the twist that they put in i mean it's yeah. not even a twist but like just like the motivation for benicio del toro's character like and the motivation for even just the the american forces like their goal isn't to stop drugs their goal is to consolidate into one organization that's controllable. <laughs> yeah. Like that's crazy. And when it, but it's real, like but it's all you can do. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. What do you, why do you think it's not as high as it should be? I have no I don't idea. know. Cause like, I've what, seen, what could be a gripe about it? I honestly don't know. Cause like, it's not even, it's not a four star. No, it's been, I haven't anything seen that, it Anything while, that has so. like a political angle could probably is be as a political. I've never seen it. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's about, yeah, yeah. Cartels and, our involvement in, involved, in yeah. exactly Mexico, our involvement in the drug war, like there you is a political, political angle to it. No, I'm just no. saying anything that has a political angle, people will criticize it more if it doesn't align perfectly with their views or, you know, they might 
they might bash it for just that and when they're not trying to look at it artistically. Yeah. Just things like that where, I don't know, Arrival or something like that that's completely sci-fi that I don't think, I think that's one of his weakest films. Oh, I loved Arrival. Well, I think I it's one of his too, weakest yeah. films. Doesn't but really have a, a political angle. Or, well, still. there's a small one, but not as much of a political angle. People might love that more. Yeah, what a wide range of film he does. One of the Mostly best, if not the best seems, working director. Yeah, he's probably, I don't know, it's hard to say, but he's definitely one of my favorite directors I know. I don't know who's trying to think. I love Edgar Wright, but like. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. But his films aren't like. They're not the know. same. Yeah, it's very different, right? Like, I love his movies, but like when I think of a film, like all of Denis Villeneuve's films Edgar's, are just like grandiose, like films like when i think of a film it's denis villeneuve Mm. i think denny's better than nolan yeah no (laughs) blasphemy i love nolan i'm just saying like i do too yeah but like everything he does is just like a different level it doesn't feel like what other people are making and he's diversified himself more like i think kubrick is probably the best director of all time because he made a an amazing movie or a perfect movie in almost every genre. Like he can do it all like Nolan. He is, you have to admit he is very much has a niche. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Well, kind of, he time. fell out of that niche with Dunkirk. Still no, an element still of time, time. manipulation yeah, in there. He has to have that. Like in all of his movies, it's just like, come on. And I'm fine with it. Cause I love yeah, his movies, but great. I'm yeah. saying like to be the best, you need to, step out. I mean, Denise kind of fallen into the category of sci-fi, especially with Dune coming up. I hope he, I hope he goes back to That's more films like well, Sicario. Sci-fi fantasy. I it's mean, I, you could argue it's like fantasy. I know. I want him to go back to, I mean, he's done things in the past so that aren't, I want him to go back to another film like prisoners or Sicario and Cindy's. But like, I don't expect Dune to be anything less than great. So, Oh no. Dune's going to be amazing. Yeah. So, is that still slated this year? Yep. Still is. Yep. At this point. Oh God, if it gets pushed back, I'm going to It better it. not. It better not. No, I don't no. think it will. There's no way it's going to be. Michigan's even. We're even got theaters open now. Yeah. For now. Yeah. Which I, we should have talked about that at the top of the show. I meant Big to news. talk about that too. Big I mean, news. I'm wrapped up with Scario. I, if I could give it a six out of five, I would, but it's a five out of five. I mean, I haven't seen it forever, but I, it was definitely a five out of five at least when I saw it. So yeah. Yeah. Rewatch sometime. And I, unfortunately, I mean, I wanted to go back to it and what, you know, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I have like eight or nine movies on 4k that I'm like, just like saving to watch, to rewatch them when I get the new Xbox. So that way so I'll yeah, have like UH, a true, yeah, yeah, like a 4k experience yeah. with it. But I mean, this movie still looks amazing. Even on Blu-ray, I have no qualms with it, but I cannot wait to check it out God. on 4k. Yeah. So good. That makes me want to watch it again. I, you should. I just haven't. It never comes to me. You've never seen Sicario? You've never seen it? Oh, my God. You would like it. You would like it. There's. No, I have nothing against it. Yeah, you, I have it on I like my voodoo. Too. So you want to talk about the theaters reopening finally? Oh, just yeah. a little bit of news real quick while yeah. we wrap this up or before we wrap this up. What, what's the first movie we get to see in theater? I don't know. I don't know. What will be out? Yeah. Because right? everything's been pushed. Out, yeah. 
I don't know. Are there movies coming out? In Dune? I think there, no, I think there is since they announced the reopening. I think there actually is. There's just not going to be big movies. Like the movies that probably the movies like Annabellum that normally would go to the theater, whatever it's called, early release, theatrical yeah. release is going to be in actually in theaters now. Theater at home. Yeah. Theater at home, whatever. Yeah, I don't know, but I wish Green Knight would come out this year. Me too. Me three. We only had what one A twenty four movie this year. Yeah, first cow. Hmm. Um. Was there one before that? I no, don't know. I don't, don't think so. I don't think so. Green Green Knight was supposed to be. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That would have been number two. Okay. I guess we're going with Enola Holmes. Never heard of it, but. Henry Cavill. It's got a big cast, so I mean, Millie yeah, Bobby Brown. It's definitely, it's definitely a noteworthy. I mean, Helena Bonham Carter. Got some names in it. Got a, got a lot of buzz. Yeah, no, I'm fine with that. Uh, plus, it's on Netflix, free to watch, and I don't think there's anything else. So we need to, give, and we need to redo our our calendar because all these movies that were supposed to be coming out that we had on the calendar are just yeah, it's fucked gone. up. I just thought <laughs> Candyman was supposed to come out last Friday. The Kingsman should have been out by now also. I forgot the Kingsman, yeah. Man. Yeah. Kingsman. So, uh, yeah, and Old Holmes, if we add anything, we can just, we'll we'll add it on social media, but probably do that for sure. Maybe one other thing, just because, I mean, it it could be really good, but I usually don't have much to say about the Netflix films. Yeah. Yeah. So, about the Instagram, I didn't have any posts this week or anything because I'm trying to work on, like, it's like a slight hiatus. It's under construction right now, working on trying to yeah, revamp it to a more active thing that we all three can work on because mm. at the time it was created, I didn't have Facebook. <laughs> so Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so that's why there's not, it's not been active for now, but it will be much more active, hopefully, once we get back into it because... I really want it to be something more, but it just was difficult at first when we all can't contribute to it equally. But we're working on it, and hopefully yeah. we can figure that out. Yeah, more than just the updates of new episodes and yeah. stuff. Because, I mean, you get that in your whatever your feed that you follow or on Facebook, but on our Instagram to be a little bit either yeah. more involved in our lives or just have more news updates, things yeah. like that, in- at user engagement, yeah. things like that. Like, worst case... We'll start a new one, <laughs> but no, we won't start a new one. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, guys. We'll get it taken care of. Um, speaking of social media, you can send questions and comments into suds and cinema podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at suds and cinema podcast. That will be back up and running soon. Follow myself on letterboxd and untapped at the KG project. You can follow me on those at JSAL 517. That's J S A L 517. And you can follow me on both platforms at Josh underscore Soldat. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys.